at the end of the day, if you want to have a good life, if you want to enjoy your life, if you want to get the most out of life, you have to understand and fully believe that you are the creator of your life. And if you are in victim mentality, then you literally relinquish all your joy. You relinquish all your abundance. You relinquish all your love, all your peace to external circumstances. And you will constantly be living a life of suffering if you take no power and accountability for the things that have happened in your life and the way that you choose to deal with them. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Elizabeth Jasmine, AKA your spiritual mermaid, is a channel and enlightenment guide. She helps her clients tune into and connect with their higher self. Elizabeth is able to hear divine guidance from the angelic and ancestral realm while in a meditative state. And then she passes on those messages from your spirit guides. One of her favorite topics to help her clients with, which we talk about in the episode, and I love it, is overcoming the fear of starting something new. Now, of course, this is something we have all experienced. And Elizabeth touches on a realization that hit me so deep. All right, well, welcome to the podcast, Elizabeth Jasmine, aka your spiritual mermaid. Thank you so much for taking the time and being with us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, absolutely. And we I said this to you right before we hopped on, but I just, it's really on my heart. I really do love your content. I love the perspective that you have. And it's, it's nice. You present things in a very soft and digestible, attainable way. Um, you have one video talking about time, how it is you know, real to us, but in, in reality, it's a concept and an illusion. And I've understood that, but it's very hard for me to explain uh, what that means. And like, that's what I mean. Like hearing you say it, 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 it made it lock in uh, even more for me. You know what I mean? In my understanding of that. So I really just, your content is really fantastic. You have just a beautiful energy uh, to you. So I just appreciate you putting yourself out there uh, and creating this content that I already told you this, but I'm going to say it again, is creating these awesome paradigm shifts, these fantastic shifts in my perspective that are allowing me to find more peace, find more love within myself, uh, find more understanding of who I am, some of the emotions and the feelings that I have. So a lot of love. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much. And like I said before, that is really like my intention is to create just like an environment where people can expand the way they think about the way that they think about themselves and the way that they think about the world. So that makes me really happy to hear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, the, that's what it's doing for me. I feel like, like, you know, and you know, when you have like those moments where something just aligns and clicks and it, it's just a truth that you know that it is, and you can literally 
really feel your vibration, your, your physical body and your consciousness expanding. And that's what you have brought to me. Uh, so I just appreciate it so much. I'm so grateful for it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and can you, so I know that you are, you know, you're, you're a channel and, a, and an alignment guide. Can you just explain a, a little bit what that is for people who, uh, who might be unaware? Yes. So basically when I started, so I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory. Um, my mom got really into Buddhism when I was really young. And so I grew up um, since like middle school, throughout high school, going to Buddhist temple every week for hour long meditations. Um, and during these meditations, the monks, the monks will walk around and like straighten your back and stuff. So it was very silent, no music, no nothing. Um, so I had a background in meditation. And I say that to say that when I dove back into my spiritual journey at the beginning of my 20s, obviously with calls and all these things, I kind of got out of whack. And we can talk about that a little bit later. But when I came back into meditation, I started realizing that I can hear things that and people that were not around me. <clears throat> and so I started realizing that like, okay, like I was getting these messages, I was getting these downloads, but it was kind of like I was hearing it, right? And so diving more into that, I was like, oh, this is this is clear audience. This is because it feels good. It feels like downloads. It feels like like uh, like these little like perspective shifts and just little, little messages about life when I was meditating. And so I was like, okay, like this is this is clear audience. And so a lot of my messages actually. I would say 99% of the things that I post online are just things that my guides tell me. And so that's when people like, like when I get on live, people are like, oh, like, um, like, you know, I curse, I do all sorts of kind of stuff. I'm from Baton Rouge. So it's like my energy, it, it's kind of expansive, but that's because what you see me post is what I think, but it's also my messages that I receive. And I'm a whole person outside of that and in that as well. And so that's why I call myself a channel because I'm really able to basically um, hear what my spirit guides have to say, as well as what other people's spirit guides have to say. Um, I am able to do some mediumship in that way if the spirits are open to it. Um, and there's a lot of times in sessions where people's will come through, um, people's ancestors will come through. Uh, and so in that way, I call myself a channel because I allow with intention for higher light beings to speak through me and give whatever messages and guidance that the person or I need to hear at that moment. So as far as alignment, an alignment guide, um, I started doing alignment sessions this year. And what an alignment session is, is it's not a reading. It's a session where I basically help you go into your subconscious and pull some of the weeds out. Right. Um, so I really ask you a lot of questions and I have a background in neuroscience. I have a bachelor's and master's in neuroscience as well. So I have a different kind of understanding of the brain and like the way that we think and stuff with my spiritual knowledge. I kind of help people go within, take out some of those old uh, paradigms, take out some of those old beliefs and re-embed new ones. And so in that way, I call it an alignment session. And so that's why I kind of turned or coined the term alignment guide because I help people basically come back into alignment. And it's all just a within process. It's all a diving within subconscious process. So in that way, I'm a guide to help people go within and go into their subconscious. And so that's that's why I call myself those two things. <laughs> Got it. So I want to ask you straight off the bat too, where is it always through meditation that you are accessing into the spirit realm or people's spirit guides? Is it, is it is that how you are allowing yourself to receive these downloads? Um, so I would say yes, but it's not a yes that you may think that it would be a yes. And what I mean by that is anything could be a meditation. Mm -hmm. um, when you're washing dishes, when you're in the shower, anytime that you are present, it is a meditation. And so I get a lot of messages when I'm just walking and when I'm just like kind of present in my body and maybe just looking at a flower or whatever the case is, right? Um, so yes, I would say I get these messages only in meditation, but it may not be just the sitting down meditation. It may be many different forms of meditation. I 
love that because it's it's so true and that's something that i've worked into my practice is uh is a walking meditation uh or a running meditation right so sometimes in the morning if i don't if i feel like i'm not going to have time to go for a run or take our dog for a walk and then also come back and take 30 minutes to sit uh be still and meditate uh, I'll work it in. So during that run or during that walk, and it, it, you're right, it is, it's just, it's just focused and being present yes. in that moment. It's not, you know, and catching my thoughts drift elsewhere. It's great because it's different when you're sitting still eyes closed, meditating versus when you're actually in the world going for a run, doing dishes or something like that and meditating because during the, you know, the, those, walking or doing dishes or whatever in the shower, right? You're for, at least for me, my eyes are open. I'm more kind of, uh, my body's moving, right? So it, it's a very different thing. And that's really helped. I think strengthen, strengthen my meditation practice because during a run, there's other things going on. I have to make sure I don't trip or fall. There may be people walking around me. So it's, it's really helped me in those moments to realign myself and come back into the present moment when my thoughts really start to drift. Because for me, when I'm out running, sometimes they'll drift away even quicker or somewhere even further or deeper. Um, and it's not even just in my mind. It's literally the things that are actually around me that I'm physically seeing. So it's just, it's nice to, in those moments, really just realign myself, come back into the present moment and meditate. And I think it's so True. And I have, I'm a big fan of Gary V. He's obviously like huge on social media. And someone asked him one day, it's like, Hey, do you meditate? And he's like, I don't sit and do the quote unquote traditional uh, meditating. He's like, but I'm meditating every moment throughout the entire day. Because right. he's just very conscious of his thoughts and he's very present and in the moment and aware, like awareness uh, is huge as well. So thank you for sharing that because that is something even to Elizabeth that like, I'll forget in moments, right? That meditation isn't just sitting still eyes closed, legs crossed, meditating. It can literally happen at any moment during the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think too, that meditation is just simply observation, right? And so even in the moments, and I feel like a lot of my clients, they get kind of down on themselves. They're like, oh, I can't meditate. It's so hard for me to meditate. The simple observation that your thoughts are shifting or drifting, that is meditation in itself. Mm -hmm. Meditation isn't clearing your mind. It's literally just observing. So you being able to be conscious of the fact that your thoughts are drifting is meditation. So it's like literally just when you are observing, observing the things around you and allowing yourself to be present instead of being hyper absorbed into the things around you and rather just being the observer, that is when meditation really happens. Mm. Um, Eric Total, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Earhart Total, Eric, Eric Total. I've been listening to a lot of his talks. Yeah. He talks about, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes, when in reality, it's better to do a little meditation throughout the whole day. Right. Mm. And so, in that way, it also takes away some of the guilt that some people may have of, oh, I don't meditate for an hour. You know, like just do it throughout your day and just be aware of you being the observer rather than the participant. Yes. Being the observer is huge. And uh, Eckhart Tolle is phenomenal. His uh, book, uh, The Power of Now. Yes. Unreal. Inc yes. So, so good. And I actually had a buddy who was on the podcast who helped me in my meditation practice because I would do the same thing as some of your clients. I would beat myself off if my thoughts started to drift. And I'm like, why can I be better at this? Why can I stay focused on the thought I want to stay focused on? Why, you know, why do I keep drifting away? Yeah. Ah. And he helped me really just be like, Justin, that is a part of meditation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you beating yourself up doesn't help or do anything. And like, be grateful for those moments during meditation that your thoughts drift away. That gives you the opportunity to be aware of that. Notice it's happening and then bring your thought back in yes. because we need that practice in order to have that functionality during the day. When things are getting chaotic or crazy, you need that practice and that stillness. So being grateful that that actually happens so that in like real life and time when things are getting a little bit crazier or whatever may be happening, that practice during that meditation is going to be utilized as a tool that I can actually use now to help and serve me. Yes, exactly, exactly. Hmm. Um, have you ever listened to the book uh, the or read the book um, um, conversations with God. No, by who? It's by uh, Neil Donald Walsh. 
And uh, essentially he is, it's literally a conversation with God. And so what's happening is he has this moment of just wild frustration and anger towards the world, the unfairness that's been happening to him. And he's just angry. And he woke up at like 4.10 or something like that in the morning. And he was writing down, like kind of cursing God, you know what I mean? And just aggravated and angry. And then he, he goes to put the pen down and he's like unable to, and he feels it being guided back towards his notepad. Wow. And then he like asks the question, something like, why is this happening? And he hears, he, he says, uh, the best way to describe it is like a voiceless voice. Yes. That he hears say like, do you really want the answer? Of like, why is everything like the way that it is? And then he literally sits there. He will have these thoughts and then he will get these downloads. And I love it. And whether you, and I say this to everybody, because even the work, Elizabeth, that you're doing, that idea of getting downloads from source, uh, from ancestors, whatever it may be, is a little bit difficult for people to grasp at first. It was hard for me when I first heard it. I was like, nah, I don't really know about that. That's, you know what I mean? It's just like, so I always say this to people, whether you believe where it's coming from or not, just listen to the information. Just take it for what it is. You know what I mean? And see if it aligns with you. And the most beautiful thing about the whole thing is that it always comes back to love. The whole idea of the book is love, that we are love, to be more loving to each other, our oneness, our divinity. Uh, and it's just so beautiful. So to hear that you are also getting these downloads to me is like really, really exciting. And, you know, in moments I'll receive them. I, I will receive them, not to the extent that you do, but in these beautiful, clear states of non-ego, non-fear, uh, not all these kind of chaotic thoughts uh, that we have as our ego, I will have these just little blips, these moments of just this perspective or this thought or or some content that I can produce and give to the world. And the clarity that you receive during that is just so special and so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we we all have the ability to be able to receive it. Yes. And that's why I tell I tell my clients all the time and like whether they're thanking me, whatever, I'm like, don't thank me. Thank you for showing up for yourself and being receptive and being open because we all have the ability to receive it. And spirit, source, God is going to deliver you that message, whether it's through your own channel or whether it's through someone else's channel. And so it's all just spirit working through us. But we all have the same ability to tap into spirit. There is no I love one of these quotes from um Michael B. Beckwith, he says that there are no special people. There's only people who specialize, right? Mm -hmm. And so all the special things that I do or you do, we all can do because we all have the same amount of divinity within us. And how, how do you think, how can people tap into that more? How can people open themselves up to receiving? Yeah, um, it all starts with self-awareness. It all starts with self-awareness. And that's why we talk about meditation so much. And that's why we talk about, you know, doing journal prompts and exercises and spirituality is really focused on coming within self because that is where you begin to tap into where God is within you is through your own self-awareness. And the more that you tap into that, the more that you can dissolve guilt, shame, fear, all of these things that are products of separation. And then the more that you tap into that, the more that you can come back into oneness with source that's flowing through you and really receive those downloads after you've after you've dissolved all those other layers. So I would say the main way to start to receive downloads and all those kind of things is to become aware of what feels good for you to do and what feels not good. So what feels good may be going to the beach more, going outside more, painting more, whatever your thing is that makes you feel good, that makes you feel in flow. That's going to be the way that you are really present with not only your own divinity, but also the divinity that source is like pulling and flowing through you, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so that is your meditation, whatever makes you feel in flow. And so in that state, you'll be, be able to truly tap into the messages that spirit is trying to give you. And do you feel like it's because in those moments of joy, uh, in those moments of happiness, in those pure moments of like the feeling of love, 
when time kind of stands still, right? And you don't realize that it even exists. Do you feel like in those moments you're able to tap into source because you were vibrating at a higher frequency and it yes. actually allows you to, to do that? Because you have no resistance. Uh, and when you have no resistance, um, you are A, completely in flow, but also B, when you have no resistance, all of the layers of society and our community and the patriarchy and colonialism, all that shit is just, it's not here with you. Mm. You are being fully your authentic self and you're vibrating at your authentic frequency. And so that's, that's why I think that, you know, and I, and I said something too, like a couple weeks ago, that when you have those moments of being in flow, the reason why you lose the concept of time is because you are fully and 100% connected with your higher self who has no concept of time. And so that's why an hour, it can feel like two minutes because you have no resistance to any of these other layers that society has put on us, like time, like fear, all these other kind of things. Mm. So, yeah. Awesome. That was one of the posts that you did that really hit me. That was. Yep. And, I, and that's so funny because I was literally just the, the way that that came to me is I was trying to explain the concept of time as an illusion to a friend. And it was like, bam, I just started talking. And it was like and it was all starting to come to me. I was like, oh, shit, that makes a lot of sense. So it was like being in that flow state of talking to a friend and explaining the concept that that's how that idea came forward. Because I've never heard of that before. But my guys just wanted to tell me at that moment. <laughs> Amazing. It really is remarkable what can come through uh, when you do quiet your mind and you are in just a state of joy and, and presence. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, and I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about I feel like one of the things that really affects uh, and impedes our oneness uh, and our ability to reach a higher state of consciousness is of course fear, mm -hmm. and uh, it's something you know every day I'm like am I making this decision based out of fear or based out of love. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's fear. It just is keeping it real. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's okay. Uh, it's acknowledging it in those moments and being like, all right, you know, I chose fear at that time. Learn from this. It's, it's an experience, even when we choose fear, right? It's not the end of the world, uh, but it is something I believe that we need to bring our awareness to and be conscious of and, and uh, intentionally moving forward, make the choice because it's our choice, what we want to choose. Uh, but moving forward to to choose love. And I want to talk about fear as a whole, but you also, you had a, a great post that talked about overcoming fear of starting something new. So that's like fear taps into so many different parts of our lives. And I think that's a huge one that everybody can relate to. I mean, how many times have we not done something either small, little, or something huge, like move to another country, whatever it may be, and we didn't do that thing even though it felt right, but it was based out of fear. And the way that you jumped into that and explained that I thought was just so perfect. If you want to just touch on that a little bit, I think that'd be great. Thank you. Um, I mean, it really just is when you, when you keep yourself locked in fear and you're scared of doing something new, you're scared of putting yourself out there, whatever the case is, you're already forcing yourself to live in the exact reality that you're scared of because what is the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is that you have to start over. Well, if you never, if you never start, then you always are right before starting over. You see what I'm saying? It's like you are locking yourself in the position that you're scared of being in. If you fail, you have to start over. If, if, if everything goes wrong and you lose everything you had, you have to start over. Well, you are, you already have lost what you could have had by never starting. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah, that's that's really what I think about that. And I think as far as fear, I think we also have to understand, especially for those of us who are really afraid of how people view us, you really have to understand and kind of come out of your ego for a second and see this life game as exactly what it is as a fucking game, right? Um, and you really have to see the people who you're scared of judging you, whether it be your family or your community, all of these characters that you have cast in your game. 
And the more that you think that they're going to do something and expect them to do something, that's what they're going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And that same thing when it comes to, sorry, can I curse? Is that okay? It's okay. I literally had someone on yesterday. Like, is it okay? Is to me, curse words are just, they're just words. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's the meaning that somebody puts on them. But to me, they're just words. It's just like a, a sound that we make with our mouth. So right. <laughs> as long as, right, you're not, and you, you know, I want you to be your truest self. So if that's your truest self, please be that. Um, you know, it's not ideal if somebody is cursing in a way of anger and negativity, that's still your choice and that's who you are. But if you're just expressing your truest self and soul, yes, please be yourself. Do you? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit of a potty mouth. So, um, gosh, what was I saying? Oh, yes. So all the people who you're scared of judging you, the more that you expect them to judge you and the more that you expect them to act a certain way, they're going to do that because you are in your head. You're creating your own reality. You have all these characters around you and your expectation of them to do that is exactly what they're going to do. And so that fear, all the fear is doing is creating the exact reality that you're scared of. Now, if you change your expectation and you change the way that you view yourself and you, okay, well, I know I know they've never acted like this before, but I know when I put my business out there, I know when I start acting like this, they're going to respect me and they're going to love this new person. They're going to start acting like that. I promise and guarantee you that, you know? And so really fear is this funny way of how we create our own reality through our expectation of what we are afraid of. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Our own, yeah. I think, and I say this all the time too, you have to take more lessons from a Gemini. Geminis and air signs, we do things that are so random and we don't have any attachment to it. And that's really just being in flow. Take it, like literally take all the pressure off yourself and remind yourself that this shit is a game, okay? And remind yourself that if it doesn't work, you can start over. What is the worst that can happen? You know, you just have to start doing things that just make you feel good and that are, you know, conducive to your health, not anything crazy, you know, but do the things that you want to and don't think about it so much. I think the fear also comes in the anticipation of what may happen. Well, I got from my guides this last weekend, this, the thing that you're afraid of, literally the way to become unafraid of it is to just do it. Yeah. Like they said, if you're afraid of losing money, spend all of your money. Because when you spend all of your money, literally, you'll see that it's not so bad. Mm. <laughs> you'll see that it's not so bad. And you'll see that money is always coming to you. And I know that maybe in a little bit of extreme example, some people may listen to this and be like, okay, this girl's a little crazy. But it really is the concept of you just coming right in the middle of the exact thing that you're afraid of experiencing it and being like, Oh wow. Okay. This was, this is what I was afraid of. It wasn't so bad. How much do we build it up in our minds? Like crazy. This fear that we may, that we have about something that literally may never ever even happen, but we build it up like crazy. We create all these scenarios that if it, you know, if it goes this way, what may happen if this happens? And I think that's a huge part of it too, is that we're creating these false realities that don't even exist yet, that we are afraid of and having fear in that deter us and stop us from doing what fills our soul and what makes sense and 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 what we're in love with yeah. uh, for the fear of this literally false uh, dimension and reality that doesn't exist. Yeah, we're scared of things that may happen in the future, but the future isn't even here. You're in the now. And so what you're actually doing is creating that exact scenario that you're afraid of by continuing to tell your body, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Your body doesn't know the difference between what is here and what is in the future. And so you're conditioning your body to just be afraid of something that that hasn't even happened yet. You're locking yourself in a very unrestful state. Mm. So you might as well just relax. And what I tell my clients too, this little exercise is, you know, that, um, breathe, like when you, when you feel relief or when you get a lot of money, whatever the case is, and you have that breath of like, (sighs) like I feel better now, a way to trick your body and to stop having fear and to stop having those, you know, thoughts is to literally do that more often. When you feel that fear come up, just try it. Just be like (sighs) that sigh of relief. And all the times that you've done that in the past, your body will remember feeling accomplished or feeling at ease or feeling relief. And you kind of tricking your body by doing that breath when you feel the most fearful, 
will teach you how to be in the present and will teach you how to expect the best outcome. So it's kind of like a hack because, you know, Joe Dispenza talks about how we condition the body to be in the past. And so then we never are present. And when you do those little exercises with the breathing and all this kind of stuff, you're conditioning your body to expect something else and come out of that locked state. Mm-hmm. So, Love. yeah. And also one more thing that I wanted to say too, a lot of the fears that we have are not even our own. Yeah. They're not our own. It's our parents. It's our dads. It's our moms. It's our aunts, uncles telling you, oh, you can't do that. You can't be that. Oh, if you do that, something bad is going to happen. <laughs> you have to also learn how to be the observer of your own thoughts and ask yourself, is that really me? Or is that my mom who told me that I need to be a doctor or my dad who told me that I need to do this? Is that really my voice? When you begin to dissociate from that voice and you start talking back to it and sending it love and observing it, you no longer allow it to be in the driver's seat. And then it goes from the driver's seat to the passenger seat, then from the passenger seat to the the fucking trunk. Okay. Now you can't even hear it anymore because you've dissociated yourself from it. And so that's why the self-observation is so important because it allows you to step out of the participant and be the observer and understand that you're the coach. You're not even the player, right? You're the coach above all of these things. Um, and you dictate how the game is going to go. But the more that you have the anxiety that you're in it and you're messing up and you're doing this and you're doing that, the more that you take yourself out of the creator or the coach. Mm. I think that's so important to really take a step back and realize, are these even my own thoughts? Or is it coming from something I've been told or programmed over the years? You know, a fear that's been passed down from a parent or society or whatever it may be. And like really stop and be like, do I align with this thought at all? Or have I just been told this and over time it's seeped into my subconscious and then become who I am in my subconscious, but in reality, it's not actually who I am. It's just a belief that I kept thinking over and over again that then became my truth. Yes. But is it actually your truth? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they say, they say, uh, I like it, that the beliefs are just thoughts, something that you just keep thinking over and over and over again. Rehearse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you just buy into more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I do, I love the, the, the aspect of, of, uh, of fear in, um, what you were saying before in being afraid to take that leap or start something new or do something different because what you're actually fearing is just where you are right now. Mm-hmm. So, right. If that doesn't work out, where are you you're going to be where you are right now? So the thing you're actually in reality fearing is it's you being stuck in where you are. So having that realization should make you know, all right, I got to try this other thing because the fear that I'm afraid of, I'm actually in, in this moment. Yes. And when you explain Elizabeth, that literally was like a moment for me. I'm like, wow, I'm living in that fear right now, the thing that I, that I'm terrified of, it's actually just here. So that should make me want to get out of it and go try this thing or go do, or go do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really was, that was, uh, that was huge for me. And now that's, thank you. That is going to help me moving forward. Anytime I have fear about starting something new or doing something different, something I just realized too, think about this, all the fear that we've ever had in our past before we've made it through that. Mm-hmm. Right. So what makes us believe that we wouldn't make it through it again if we had fear uh, on something that we wanted to do or achieve or. So for me, knowing that it's like we've already made it through everything else. Having love for ourselves and knowing that we're going to make it through this as well and we're going to be able to keep going. Yeah. And taking it less seriously. Yes. Less seriously. Thank you. Yes, this is a game. This is a simulation. Like, and I know I sound crazy saying that, but it really is. I mean, look at the angel numbers, look at the synchronicities, look at the funny ways that you may see someone on Instagram talk about something that you were just thinking about. This is all just a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your guides, your spirit guides are playing with you. They're they're very and if you listen to spirit, spirit definitely has a sense of humor. Oh my gosh. So it's like, it's just, it's so funny. If you take it less seriously, you'll be able to see, oh, okay it's a lot easier to be in flow because I'm not taking myself so seriously all the time. That is huge. Me and my brother talk about that all the time, not taking anything too seriously because that is, I feel like what creates so much of our pain and turmoil and suffering is when we're like, Oh my, well, what's going to happen if, if we do this? Oh my God. And we get so stuck in our head. 
And like literally, as I'm saying that, I can feel like the anxiety and like the gears grinding of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And it's like just having fun, Mm -hmm. being more loving, being more kind to ourselves, to other people, and just not taking things so seriously. Just being in the moment, understanding that everything will always be okay. Yes. It will. Yes. This choice, but to be. Say it again. I said it has no choice but to be. Yes. And you know, this experience right now is Justin is a blip in the universe. Not even like small than a blip, so small that we can't even like comprehend it. Uh, And when you don't think, when you take things not as seriously and you're just more playful and you have more joy and you're having more fun, that is what your life becomes. A life filled with more joy, more fun, more excitement, all those things. I'm a huge fan. I don't know if you've uh, heard of Abraham Hicks. Uh, A beautiful, right? A channeler, amazing, incredible. And their like theme song is like, joy is the key. Joy. Mm -hmm. Feel joy, feel happiness, right? And in so many moments, and this is so important, it's our choice to feel joy and happiness. Something can happen to Elizabeth. The same exact thing can happen to me. Elizabeth choose to find joy in the situation, find gratitude in it. And I choose to be angry at it or find negativity. It's the same exact situation, but we're experiencing it differently, not based on the situation, but based on who we are and how we are choosing to show up and experience it. Mm-hmm. And that's why self-observation is so important because it's like self-observation gets you out of victim mode and it puts you more into the conscious creator and the chooser of what you want to experience. Why do you feel like is it so important for us to get out of victim mentality? I mean, that's a topic we could talk hours about. But at the end of the day, if you want to have a good life, if you want to enjoy your life, if you want to get the most out of life, you have to understand and fully believe that you are the creator of your life. And if you are in victim mentality, then you literally relinquish all your joy. You relinquish all your abundance. You relinquish all your love, all your peace to external circumstances. And you will constantly be living a life of suffering if you take no power and accountability for the things that have happened in your life and the way that you choose to deal with them. You know, um, and so the more that we understand that we are the creator and not the victim, the easier it will be to create the life that we have always dreamed of. But the more that you say in victim mentality, the more that you will always be a victim. And that's an absolutely fine choice if you want to choose that. But at the end of the day, you have a choice. Like how you said, you have a choice about what you choose Mm -hmm. and you don't have a choice maybe about some of the things that happen to you, but, but you have a choice about what you choose to do with what happens to you. And that's just what it is. It is. In life, it's not about what happens. It's about what you do with what happens. Exactly. Right. In every single situation, which depending on how you look at it, you can be like, well, I didn't want this. I didn't, I, I didn't choose for this to happen. And that's kind of the victim. It's like, I didn't want this. And now I'm the victim in this situation. Or you can choose to let it empower you Mm -hmm. and realize that it's all within me. Like how beautiful is it that it's all within each and every one of us? There's nothing on the outside circumstance that can make us happy, that can do anything in reality. And in that, we're not waiting on outside external circumstances to bring us joy or to bring us happiness or to bring us gratitude or any of those things. Because think about it. If we had to wait on something on the outside, that sucks. Yeah. You're waiting for something else to make you feel better and to heal you. It's like the empowerment is that it's here. It's within us always. There's nothing you need to wait for. It is just you aligning and making the conscious choice to find gratitude in a situation or to find happiness or to find joy and all those things. And I have like a, a, a huge um, gratitude practice and that has shifted my reality tremendously Because as you practice these things more, as you practice finding joy in more things or gratitude in more things, that starts to then seep into your subconscious and truly become who you are. It's always been who you are. It's just remembering it and realigning back to that truth. And when you're practicing it in days where 
before the older version of yourself would have found negativity in a moment, but because you're practicing positivity, gratitude, joy, all those things, instead of finding negativity, your brain, your mind, your subconscious is going to immediately go towards the positive and towards the gratitude in the situation. And when you can do that, just think about that over the course of your life, how many moments now are going to be filled with more positive emotions as opposed to negative. And I feel like, isn't that truly what all of us want? We want to be happy. We want to be more positive. We want to find uh, all these, you know, all these beautiful emotions and things. And that is such a key to doing that. Just being more aware of your thoughts, being more conscious, having these sorts of practices uh, in order for that to become your subconscious. So you're not even having to think and search for gratitude anymore. It just shows up for you. And like, what a paradigm shift that is when it's just appearing for you. You don't even have to search and look for it anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think, I think also too, I want to add this, like, and a lot of people may have an aversion to this because we maybe have le left a Christian background or whatever the case is and have our gripes with religion. And that's why we're in spirituality. But developing your own relationship with source, with spirit, and being able to tap into that relationship in good times and bad times, all these kind of things also is a very grounding practice to help you no longer be the victim. Like if something happens you and you go straight to source, you straight to spirit, like spirit, what's going on? What is this? What is this? in my life for how is this going to help me what is this building me you know how is this like uh initiating me into my next level spirit can you show me can you can you just and having that conversation allows you to be more in the seat of the creator because a it aligns you with the heart and the mind of the infinite but then also allows you to see things from a different perspective and no longer feel like all these things are happening to me and truly understand that everything is happening for you and so when you open up that conversation spirit will speak back to you source will always speak back to you whether it's through you know posts on instagram or people who you mean in real life or whatever the case is you'll always get an answer and so a way to also get out of victim mentality is to have a strong relationship with spirit and all that looks like is just start talking to spirit just start talking to spirit y'all there's so many people who ask me how do i develop a better relationship with the divine start talking to spirit every day all day whatever in whatever situations and places where you feel like you need to and spirit will speak back to you you know so mm -hmm. that was literally one of the questions i was going to ask you how can we connect and open up the pathway to our higher self to spirit to source Yes. You just have to start communicating. Okay. You have to think about it as if you found, okay, this is the thing, right? Say you have a long lost brother. You had no idea you had a brother your whole life. Right. And now your mom was like, Oh, by the way, I had a son and now you have another brother. You're sitting there and you have this person's number, you have all their information, all that kind of stuff. And then you keep asking your mom, well, how do I communicate with them? How do I, pick up the fucking phone. Like if you don't write to them, if you don't speak to them, if you don't try to develop a relationship with them just by communication, that is the way there is no spell work. There's no candle work. There's no start speaking to spirit in meditation before meditation. I have like six different journals because I'm a Gemini. I'm just like everywhere. I have like one journal for abundance, one journal for spirit, one journal for my ancestors. And every morning I'll sit and be like, okay, God, this is how I feel. Thank you for this. Please give me the strength for this. Da da da. Every time I park my car, thank you, God, for keeping us, for keeping me safe, so I can be here. Um, every time something weird happens, okay, God, what's going on? Like, can you tell me? And just start having a conversation because this can be out loud. This can be journaling. Your relationship with spirit does not have to look any specific way. And this is what um, I've made a post that a lot of people really liked about decolonizing your relationship with God. What decolonization or decolonizing your relationship with God looks like is not having to go to church to speak to God, not having to go to a preacher to get a to get answers from God. What it looks like is you speaking to God all the time and knowing that you are also a conduit and a connector to the infinite as well and being able to just tap into that whatever and whatever ways that looks like. Because God does not judge. God is love. God is forgiveness. God is peace. So God doesn't care if you talk to God when you're drunk versus when you're in a park. It doesn't matter because God sees all of us as different, um, different sparks of light from its own source. 
It doesn't judge because we are part of God, right? And so it's not going to judge the way that you communicate with God. It's not supposed to look like any other way than what you want it to look like. So you become closer to spirit by just talking and opening up the conversation. And you'll start to see how spirit speaks to you. And it's as simple as that. There's no other pathway. <laughs> and thank you for throwing that out there because I, th I think that's huge for people to hear because the way you just said that is like, it, this is obvious. This is just the way that it is. And I think sometimes people kind of need that to break through the barrier of like, I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to talk to source. Like, well, I'm going to talk to myself essentially like that. that that's going to make me seem crazy. It's going to make me seem weird. And it's like, it's not. And like, what is prayer? Prayer is like, it's essentially the same thing. And I, I listen, I have love for every single person, no matter what religion you're about, love you seriously. And one of my, um, one of the things that blocks me uh, to religion, I feel like, is the idea that you do, you have to go through somebody else. You have to go to a place to worship and to connect with God. And it's outside of you. It's outside of yourself, right? It's in somebody else. It's, it's in this building or whatever it may be, where it is truly within us, right? We can talk to God, source, the divine in any single moment. Uh, it's here. It's us. We don't need anything uh, on the outside to to connect us or to create uh that um that tunnel or that, that funnel for space. us say it again that sacred space yes yes thank you mm -hmm. and i i always just want to make this clear anybody who goes to church who goes to a place where you feel like who you are that aligns with you and that aids in that connection with god that is beautiful that is who you are and there's, I just, I always want to make that clear. Like, just because I have one opinion on something, something that may be the opposite opinion doesn't mean that we're at odds with each other. Doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong. It just means that's what aligns with me. And then that's what aligns with you. And there's nothing wrong with either one of them. I just went to church two weeks ago. Like I, it doesn't, and I have no, there, there's no judgment. Yeah. When you realize that God speaks through everybody, it don't matter if I go to a mosque, doesn't matter if I go to the temple, doesn't matter if I go to church, because I know that every experience that I have is just going to lead me closer or inquire me to go closer to God, right? It may not be an experience where I really resonate with it sometimes, but I know that that's only just bringing me closer to God by seeing, okay, I know that this isn't the path for me, right? And so you have to have a non-judgmental way of going about anything. There is no verses. It's all one. We're not separate. Exactly. It's, it's never or, it's always end. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and can I ask what, like, what are some of the things that you, what are some practices that you do? Let's like this, like make this practical for people uh, in the audience listening. What are some practices, tools, things that you do to help keep yourself in alignment, help keep your, help keep yourself in this place of peace and this place of abundance. I know you mentioned journaling and things like that. If you want to dive into that more or just anything else that you do. Um, so the first thing that I would say that I do, I think this is the most important part um, of spirituality and things like that. And this may be really hard for people, but it's really having community and having people in my life, like my spiritual mentor, my God mom, my like sisters and things like that. I don't have any blood sisters, but like my spiritual sisters who I can go to and speak to and ask if I'm on the right track, people who I trust. And I know there's a lot of people who are listening right now who may feel alone. You may feel like you have no community. You may feel like it's hard for you to find people, but that very thought that you keep affirming that it's hard for you to find people is gonna make that reality where you have no one. So start affirming that you welcome in aligned and divine connections that will allow you to see yourself in a way that you not you may not be able to do in that moment. And you'll start to be surrounded by people who uplift you. Um, so I think one of the most important things as far as staying in alignment is having um, spiritually grounded people and community around us. And of course, um, I practice African traditional religion. And in that practice, we have drumming circles. We have, you know, all these other kind of gatherings in which a lot of people come together and you're able to be in community with elders and things like that. And I think just making a point to find that community and go to where what resonates with you 
it helps to keep you in alignment and keep you in check. Okay, so I think that's one thing. Another thing too that I stay, I do to stay in alignment is you have to ask how you feel. Whether it's how you feel when you go to a job, how do I feel doing my alignment sessions versus my readings? How do I feel doing my coaching versus if it does not feel good for me, that is a sign from my inner guidance system that I am out of alignment and that I should not be doing that at that moment. And it's as simple as asking yourself, how do I feel? Okay. Now, other ways that I stay in alignment is I follow very big advocate for the moon. <laughs> advocate for the moon. Um, I have on my Patreon community, we have a sacred moon circle where we come together every full moon and we talk about what we're releasing and talk about what we're going through. And we have this moment where we put everything with the releasing down a piece of paper and we all burn it together. And there's people who tap in from the Caribbean, from Thailand, from all over the U.S. And we come together as a community and do that. And so really reflecting on okay now full moon is once a month what am I going to release and then on the new moon reflecting on what do I want to grow what do what seeds do I want to plant and so using the moon as a guide to go within to release and to plant is a really beautiful way to stay in alignment as well um, another way to stay in alignment I would say other than the feeling tone you have to ask yourself how much is my life how many things in my life are in flow right now? Do, does my relationship feel out of flow, right? Um, does my job feel out of flow? Are there things that keep happening to me that just aren't so favorable? Is my, does my car keep breaking down? Do I keep getting injuries? Whatever the case is, ask yourself, how is my luck and how is my ease right now? And if there's anything that's okay, maybe your car keeps breaking down, maybe bad things keep happening. You have to start to ask yourself like, how am I inviting that energy in and how am I aligning with that, right? And so in that way, you have to go within and really ask, okay, what am I affirming? What am I, you know, surrounding myself with? What am I partaking in that's keeping me um, in this place of continuing to receive that kind of wonky energy and that kind of bad luck? So you really, it's just like a self, it's a self-observation of going within and also going without and just looking at the things around you and seeing if things are really in flow and in ease. Um, and then just being receptive to other ways that you can be in flow. And that's when the community comes in. That's when, you know, my mentors come in and things like that. And so, yeah. And I think also I want to say this too. Um, and I don't know if you do coaching or you do any type of mentorship as far as that, but I think a lot of people think that coaches, oh, that's like, it's, um, it's a waste of money. It's this, it's that. But in reality, we all need at least one person in our lives that's going to be able to tell us from a bird's eye view what needs to change and how to better ourselves, you know, and you can find that in a therapist or you can find that in a coach or a spiritual mentor, whatever the case is. But it's so important to have someone outside of yourself who's going to be able to see from a bird's eye view about, you know, some things that you need to work on. So I think I recommend everybody. I had a coach and I recommend everybody look into something like that, look into mentorship, look into something you know, that's going to elevate them because in that way you always stay in alignment. And luckily I, I think that stigma is, is being a little bit broken where people think a coach is kind of like BS and uh, it's not going to do anything. It's a waste of money. I feel like through social media and things like that, people are opening their minds more to that. And you're so right. You're getting another perspective that's not so attached to the situation and what's happening is you and new perspectives are always amazing. And Elizabeth, I loved all your responses right there. Those were all so good. And, you know, I've asked that question before on the podcast and I don't think anyone's ever answered that way. Um, and I, yeah, and I like what came up a lot in your response was connection to others. Yes. Oh my goodness. Can we, can we talk about that for just a second? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of times in the spiritual community, there's this sense of everyone is the energy vampire. Everyone is against me. Oh, I have to protect myself. I have to protect myself. That creates the sense of isolation. And that is not love. That is separatism. That is, you know, driving away from the energy of oneness. And while yes, you should protect yourself from people who are draining your energy and all that kind of stuff. A community is so important. Forgiveness is so important. Compassion is so important. And it brings it back to, you know, your, your intention with your podcast and your platform. 
is really love is so important in our lives. And when we deny and we find the problems in everybody and everything else, we leave no room for love. Right. And so I just think that I think that is so important. I think it's so important for us to stop spreading this narrative that everyone else is the problem and start going within and asking yourself, you know, how am I holding space for that belief every day? How am I affirming that belief? How am I looking for that belief? And negative beliefs have a funny way of acting because negative beliefs also give you a reward for believing it. And your reward is you think that you're better than other people. And that's when you really have to check yourself. As you keep believing these things and as you look for them, they're going to show up. Yes. Yes. Also, if you keep believing and looking for the positive and the good, those things are going to show up. It's up to you. Again, it's what you choose because whatever you choose will appear uh, and come into your reality because you're creating your reality with your thoughts, with your vibrations, with your feelings, uh, all those things. And, um, you know, literally, even when I think about that question for myself, I go internal. I go meditation, yoga, all these things, mindfulness. I go so internal in that question. And community is huge. I, I do a, a weekly call uh, on Thursday nights. And it's just this tiny little community that we have. And, and we're there for each other, to support each other, to be vulnerable, um, to help guide each other, to give new perspectives on situations that we're dealing with that may be difficult uh, are hard. Um, and it's just this really openness and this love for each other. There's no judgment, uh, for anybody. You know, if, if I handle a situation in a way, maybe that I wasn't most proud of, people aren't judging me for it. There's, they're telling me to have self-love for myself, right. And to forgive myself if I didn't handle a situation in the best way. And they're offering guidance from that other perspective. And yeah, I, and I love what you said too. It's like, if you feel like you don't have that community, it's not around you, start affirming that you do that. And a huge way for that too, I think is, okay, how can I be here to serve? Like what you're looking for in that community, be that for other people. Yes. And that way you make yourself a magnet for more of those experiences to happen in your external reality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, the more that I have been loving uh, and vulnerable and supportive of others, that has come back to me a thousand times over from people being vulnerable to me, being loving to me, being kind and being supportive of me. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing like what, what you want in life, try giving it first. Give it because you're telling the universe, I have enough of this to go around. I have so much of it that I'm able to give it. And the universe source like, oh, wow, you have that much of it. Okay, now let me give you that much of it. Let me give you that in in, in abundance because you can't give what you don't have. Yes. And you can't keep what? What is another one? It's like um, Michael B. Beckwith said that you can only keep what you give away. Yeah. I love him too. He's awesome. Yes, I love him. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, this has been uh, fantastic. That just flew by. I feel like this conversation went, wow. You know what I'm thinking about right now? How quickly this conversation just, I feel like time didn't exist. I cannot believe, I think we're almost an hour right now. We're over an hour. Yeah. And that happened. Uh, so how cool is that? You talking about where when time doesn't exist when it flies by we are connecting more to source because in that reality uh where source our higher self resides there is no such thing as time and really cool that that just happened right now um and so i want to ask you elizabeth just the question i ask uh every guest and uh so my, my goal in life spread love movement the podcast is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to a place that is more loving and kind essentially a place that is more one Mm-hmm. that understands our divinity, literally understands that we are truly one, uh, you know, a consciousness that's more vulnerable with each other, one that's just more accepting and understanding, uh, one that's forgiving, non-judgmental, you know, all these beautiful aspects. So how do you feel like every day you are helping contribute to this sort of a shift in consciousness? Mm. By teaching people how to take accountability for themselves and forgive themselves. 
I think those are the main two things that I advocate for. And in that accountability and forgiveness of self, you can extend that to other people. And so that it's easier for you to see people where they are and have compassion for people because you have compassion for yourself. It all starts with how you view yourself. And when you expand your sense of self to include forgiveness and include love, you can also give it away to others. Um, the people who have the hardest times with loving other people are people who don't love themselves. And the people who have the hardest times for, with forgiving other people are people who don't forgive themselves, truly. So I think being able to, number one, take accountability and then forgive is the step that you have to take within to then be a more loving person in this world. Mm. And I always tell people, forgiveness doesn't mean that you are inviting that behavior in. It, it doesn't mean that you're continuing to allow someone to abuse you, whatever the case is. But what it means is you no longer hold resentment for that person. And in love, there's also boundaries. In love, there's also like, okay, this is what I'm going to tolerate and this is what I'm not. But I also see your divinity and I see how you're acting out of your divinity right now. But I'm still going to hold space for the highest version of you. Maybe from afar, but I'll hold space for the highest version of you. And I feel like that's love. Mm. Yeah. I love Like the highest version of you is there. And I love that holding space uh, for that person to be there. And I like that. And that's okay. Maybe from afar, like you said. Yes. Yes. And that's, and that's all right. And uh, what you touched on, I think is, is crucial too, because so many times people think forgiveness uh, is accepting or tolerating or condoning uh, someone's behavior and just continuing to allow it to come. And that is, to me, the way I look at it, um, not forgiveness at all. It's such a diluted, diverted way to think about uh, forgiveness. And in that forgiveness, there's suffering. And there isn't suffering in forgiveness. It's actually the exact opposite of our suffering. And like you said, it allows us to release that resentment. It allows us to release that negativity. Because when you are mad or hate somebody, or you're unforgiving of somebody, the vibration and the emotion and the feeling of unforgiveness is negative. It's not ever good. It never feels, you don't feel fulfilled. You don't feel whole. It feels bad. Mm -hmm. And then in that, it's so obvious, but it's like, who's feeling the unforgiveness? You are. You. Mm -hmm. So like, why do that to yourself even? Exactly. And also, as we're talking about this, I want to make it clear too. Like, I always say there's four steps to healing from a relationship specifically. Number one, you have to release, release that energy. You're, it is valid for you to feel like that, but you have to release it some kind of way. Second step is understanding, understanding where that person was coming from and knowing that it's never personal. Third step is compassion. And the last step is forgiveness. So I want to make it clear for people who are listening to this right now that you don't have to jump right to forgiveness. Oh, forgive, forgive. No move through the steps mm. and in that way you can truly release the energy so yeah thank you for making that practical because sometimes i am just like jump to forgiveness just forgive them you know and it, it's 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 simple but it's not it's not simple it is very difficult sometimes to forgive it's easy to say it from my perspective right now when there's no one for me to forgive and i'm not the person who experienced the betrayal or whatever it may have been uh so thank you for uh for giving some steps and just and making it a little more practical and understandable for people uh to reach and and attain uh mm -hmm. that forgiveness because the forgiveness is for you it's for the person who in the moment is being unfor unforgiven unforgiving it is, it is for you to experience peace. Yes. And how much better does it feel? It's, I mean, it's difficult to do this, but instead of having hate or anger towards that person, to have love and empathy for that person, mm -hmm. right? No matter what they did to say, hey, you know what? From their perspective, from where they're at right now, for them to have done something like that, they must be in some sort of a pain or in pain or suffering as well. For them to have acted that way, there's got to be something below the surface that is creating them to act in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to not take it personal anymore. <laughs> yes. Cause that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Yes. exactly. Right. It's not a reflection of you. It is a reflection of who they are that created them in order to, to act that way. And um, there's someone I forget, they posted it. It was like a tweet that uh, encourages people to be curious about their pain. 
And I think that's that like that right there is such a shift to think, all right, why are they acting this way? Like whenever somebody is acting in a way that we deem unforgivable or negative or nasty or rude or mean, that is the clearest sign in the world that they are suffering. Yes. That they're not whole, that they're not loving right now, right? That, and, and I've done this, and I continue to do this sometimes too. When someone acts in that way, immediately I'm like, oh, how could you act that way towards me? Oh, I hate you to, for being that way. You know what I mean? And then taking a breath, stopping, understanding that that's just like a first quick thought. That's not who I am. It's not who you are. And just kind of realizing really quickly, okay, that's not actually true. It doesn't feel good for me. It doesn't serve me to feel this way. And now let me get a little curious about them and really truly understand in order for them to have acted that way, there's something going on and having empathy and understanding and love for that person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, before we cut out, if you can please let people know where they can find you online, social media, where people can connect with you uh, so you can help guide them, please. So everything is yourspiritualmermaid.com, okay? Um, There's a lot of scammers on Instagram right now. I would never DM you for a reading. Um, All readings are to be booked through yourspiritualmermaid.com with me. I also have my Patreon space, which is patreon.com slash yourspiritualmermaid. That's where I post my classes. Right now we're going through alchemy. Um, Last month we went through inner child work. Um, And then we also have new moon readings, full moon readings, zodiac readings, and we also have our sacred moon circle. So we have Patreon. And then on all of my socials is yourspiritualmermaid. No extra letters, no anything. There are so many skipper accounts right now, so please don't fall for it. Um, but but yeah, so your spiritual mermaid on everything on Aqua Spirit actually on Twitter, but I'm more active on Instagram and TikTok. So yeah, your spiritual mermaid. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you for sharing that, Elizabeth. And anyone listening right now, if this resonated with you at all. Uh, if you want to learn more about Elizabeth, her teachings, her perspective, her mindset, check out her content and her website. I promise you it is fantastic. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this conversation. We hope it helped you in any way, shape, or form. Have so much love for you and can't wait to see you next time. Bye.